You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Playoff season! It's playoff season. Welcome to Garage Guys Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Holden, and I'm joined on this week's episode with my good buddy, Nick Wilcox. How was your, your week in fantasy football, Nick? Whew, man, I tell you, I won some decent things in FanDuel this past week, so I'm pretty pumped up about that. But we're here to talk about season-long leagues, and you know, I have the five leagues that I'm in. I got in two of them, and we're going to see what happens, man. Now it's all about the nitty-gritty. Now it's time to really see, you know, who knows what for the postseason. So I'm fired up. I'm ready to go, ready to rock. So Heck yes, for sure. And I will say that this week, I know this week had a lot of people frustrated as far as a lot of their, you know, big star players not really getting the points that they thought they should get. Twitter, my Twitter was blowing up on Sunday of just like, like week 13, Friday the 13th, all this like suspicion with the number 13. I mean, it's, it's the number 13. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, some crazy stuff's going to happen. Uh, the number 13 has been, uh, has been undefeated in making things weird for generations. So you just kind of have to expect those things. But, uh, you know, there were some things that happened this week that were a lot better than others. We'll put it that way. And there were some uh, unusual suspects that kind of uh, climbed the ladder this week as well in the fantasy chart. So we have a lot to get in to. Of course, we're going to be recapping week 13 and getting you ready for week 14 is officially the playoffs, guys. So you know that it's time to get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. We got a new handle at Garage Guy Sports. That's where you can hit us up at now. Let us know what you're going through. And on this podcast, we're definitely going to be helping you with that this week because it is crunch time. To say that this podcast is brought to you by Stat Route. Stat Route is a brand new way for you to get all of your stats. Check out everything you need from the games. Check out how players do in different situations. Nick, you're using Stat Route, right? Of course, I'm using Stat Route. Like, come on, like <laughs> I'm a company. Man. Every everybody <laughs> uses. You're a company man. We're not company people over here. Stat Route just <laughs> likes us. We're just we're just guys. We're just guys hanging out in a uh, in a in a in a random garage, you know, doing our thing. But no, Stat Route's one of my favorite things to use, and, and I'm gonna tell you this right now. There's a uh, a crazy new offer that we have. So for all of our all of our garage fam out there, this new offer is coming to you from Stat Route. So for the rest of the 2018 season, you can get access to Stat Route's premium stats for a one time payment of nine dollars. Nine dollars, Nick. You hearing that right? Uh, come on, man. Of course I'm hearing that. I'm, I'm right next to you. <laughs> like I said last week, that's two fofofos. Two fofofos from Wendy's right there, guys. Okay, and plus a dollar. That's it. That's it. You upsize one of the fries to medium, and that's $9. So $9 for the data that the experts use. All you have to do is go over to statroute.com and use promo code GARAGEFF+. That's GARAGEFF and the plus sign when you're signing up. And that's $9. Rest of the season, all the stats you need. 
all the things you can check. So without further ado, thanks that route. Let's go ahead and dive into week 13. So I got to start this thing off Thursday night. We're going back, uh, going back to a, 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 a night of, of just uh, disbelief uh, in Dallas uh, uh, for, for, for your, for your, your fellow saints fan ow. here in the garage. Mm. Uh, I don't really know what else to say other than this Dallas Cowboys defense either was just either they all just injected a shitload of steroids in their ass and were just fired up for this one. Uh, I don't put that past Jerry Jones or their real deal. I really think it came down to, you know, the Saints were one for nine on third down Um, and a team like the Saints, Saints who are high power like that. Um, Basically, you know, that was the story of the game for me. You know, Breeze had less than 50 yards passing in the first half. So what that tells me is that this Dallas defense is definitely for real. They've been carrying this team for majority of time all, all this season. And it just showed – it came to show, like, um, especially in this game at home against a team that they pretty much had to beat in order to really have a division lead. And they got that done. So the the style in which they played defensively was just flawless and – you know, they held they held Breeze and company down. Yeah, like, and they got like, an interception. They got an interception on Breeze, too. So that's that's a takeaway from the stats, for sure, from, for uh, for our old pal Breeze down the Big Easy. So, I mean, it's just a, just a kind of a rough game. But, yeah, they, this Cowboys defense just dominated. I knew there was two sacks. Um, and, man, you know, eight fantasy points on, on DK Live. So, yeah, not – not a, uh, I mean, not not too bad for for a fantasy defense. Michael Thomas's worst game of the year. Five yeah, forty yards. You know what I'm saying? Like Alvin Kamara had me fifteen. Give credit, to give credit to Dallas in this one. You ha- you have to give credit where credit's due. Got to give credit to Dallas. In you know, and uh, so I mean, now we're really going to get to see if this this cow this Dallas Cowboys team is is for real going into this week. I don't think they should have too big of a problem with uh with the Eagles and um and you know there's a you know a couple of guys you can look at on your uh. On your on your lineups there, I mean, you got Amari Cooper there now. Uh, Michael Gallup kind of showed back up in a big way in this game, so he's definitely somebody to be keeping an eye on uh, against this uh, horrible Eagles depleted Eagles secondary. And um, and then of course this, you got you know this Zeke. Eagles secondary is not the same that even opened up the four different cornerbacks. Yeah, it's like a brand new team on defense. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you know, they they did what they had to do last night in Monday Night Football. But then again, that was with Mark Sanchez butt fumble master. So I mean, it's really you know, yeah. What what are you gonna do? What are you gonna say for that? But yeah, the, the Saints took a tough loss. They're still number one in the power rankings, though. Uh, it is not time to panic. I've been seeing a lot of people panicking on Michael Thomas because of his production over the past few weeks. Um, you know. Back the fuck off, guys. Like, this is Michael Thomas. Like, you drafted him high for a reason. Um, playoffs are coming up. Uh, their schedule is looking pretty good, especially this week going to Tampa. D- don't worry. Don't have any worry. Michael Thomas is still your fantasy stud. Don't worry about Alvin Kamara. I mean, he got me 15 points this past week, like I was saying, against Dallas. I'm not tripping on him. One person that I am a little weary about, though, is Mark Ingram at this point, just because it just seems like Kamara has just really kind of taken over. Um, and it just seems like these defensive kind of have Mark's number. Um, Mark had a, you know, a couple breakouts. I think he had the one big breakout game against the Redskins when he came back. And other than that, we just, you know, we think we've seen like one more game. I think it was what against the Bengals where he got in the end zone. And that's been about it. Right. Yeah. Um, Camara has been looking like the part, like, you know, there was some 
there was even some me on some panic panic on my end because I traded Kamara earlier on in the year when Ingram came back because I felt that he would dig into his overall effectiveness and just a mistake on my part. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, but nobody could really see that coming after last year. So I mean, that's just one of those things you have to kind of look out for. Everybody speculated Kamara was going to be the one that takes the dip, but it looks like Ingram was the guy. But uh, for all you guys that are owners of Kamara. Uh, you Breeze owners out there, you Michael Thomas owners, chill, chill, chill out. You got Tampa. You're, you're going to be fine. Can they, can they just be bad for one more week? <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody wants, I have right? Play, I, have to, I have to face them in a playoff matchup this week, and I don't want to. I don't need them to go off. Mm. Just be average, you know. Like, but don't be, don't be the high power Saints. Well, see, I'm I'm out. Of, I'm out of the playoffs now in the Pro League. Uh, finished seventh. Yeah. Um. Uh, by the way, just just before we even continue on going into you know talking about the uh, the Tampa Bay game against the Carolina Panthers, um, we'll talk a little bit about that. I do want to just recap in the pro league right now. Uh, big congrats to our own fantasy football stoner and fantasy guy from Garage Guys. They are going to be holding it down for us in the Garage Guys Pro League uh, the, for this season. I'm pretty pumped. I'm rooting for both of them. Um, hope they both get where they need to go. Uh, towards the end here, but uh, just to go over your top six that are going to be uh, in the playoffs, uh, uh, Team Seeley, Mr. Jake Seeley is uh, in first with an 11-2 and record. Uh, Stoner has a 10-3 and record. Mike Dempsey of uh, of Jaguar uh, Jaguar Radio, and uh, he does uh, also football diehards with Bob Harris. He's 9-4. Uh, and four. And then we have Fantasy Guy at 8-5. and five. Howard Bender at Rotobuzz Guy. Um, on Sirius XM Fantasy and Fantasy Alarm, he's uh, seven and six this year, and then Mr. Mike Florio uh, is seven and six as well. So that's going to be the guys that are going to be in the playoffs. I'll definitely be keeping a close eye for that, and uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. I'll make sure that we have posts up there about what's going on for the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you too, man. How? How? So you were talking a little bit about you know your your uh, your your leagues that you're in. I mean, wh- which one are you most hyped up about that you're going into the playoffs with, and who are some of the guys on your unit? Can I start with just a, a have a bitch fit moment with you real quick? What you got? Dude, I am so pissed that I am literally missing. I, I'm playing in five leagues this season, and out of the five, I made the playoffs, and two should have been three. Here's the story. So week 12, you know, I we're basically, you know, hold, I'm holding it down, and all of a sudden, I lose by a half point. Oh, my so God. Why, why is this so important? Because this week, I beat the person that was holding third seat, which put us in, in this league we had. So, six teams make the postseason. There was five of us that tied with a six and seven record. Jesus. And <laughs> I was out the playoffs. Wow. So, yeah. So, what a dramatic finish to a horrible yeah. season in that league. Yeah. So, that being said, though, let's talk about some positive things. So, uh <laughs> Two two leagues made the postseason. I'm feeling pretty confident that um, your boy is going to bring home the donuts and the wins and the crown. Um, the league, one of the leagues I'm in, uh, I'm a two time champ, looking for the third time to take home the trophy. And your boy is about to do that, you know, this week starting the campaign right now. So feeling fired up and excited. So let's go and let's get it. It's uh, it's money time. It's winning time. It's it's crunch time. Who's your favorite player on in this league that you have? Well, it was Melvin Gordon. <laughs> oh no! Did you get? Did you get? Did you get? Did you get, did you get, did you get Mr. Jackson? 
I, I, you know, I did though. So I'm, that's I'm good. That. But I have Mixon. I have Carry On Johnson. I have, um, uh, I have Barkley. So Barkley's my. Oh, favorite. oh, you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you got, yeah. you, got the, you got the human frog. You got the yeah, human George, frog. George, George Kittle too. He's been, he's been, there he's you been go. solid lately. You know, so I'm feeling pretty confident. You know, so I'm going against the guy that has to. That has that just lost James Conner, so we're gonna go pick up Jalen Samuels. Yeah, and, uh, we're, we're gonna rock this joint. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a win in the first round. We're gonna move on to the second. So gonna rock this joint like Stanley Ipkiss in the mask in '94. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had to throw Absolutely. the Jim Carrey line in there. But yeah, <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> oh yeah, man. But look, yeah. Best of luck, dude. And I know, and like next year, of course, you know Nick's gonna be in the pro league with us. Uh, he he hop he hopped in a little late this year. But uh, we'll have Nick in the Pro League next year, and we'll be talking all about that and how we're dominating the playoffs this time next year. So be ready to listen to that. But uh, getting back to the uh, Tampa Bay Carolina game, man, we really talk about this game. Like, so like honestly, I, I the do. Panthers are a terrible trash team, and yeah. this team has like they even fired some of their coordinators this past week. Feed my it's, soul, it's, feed it. It's it's just terrible. Like, how are you? <laughs> what is they, they've lost the last what three games? Four? No, four games in a row. Yeah, it's they been lost rough. Four games in a row. Yeah, Steelers, back in the Steelers several weeks ago, and you can't blame this one on Graham Gano. Uh, no, you can't. <laughs> you definitely can't. And, you know, Cam Newton had one of his worst games from a passing standpoint, you know, throwing four interceptions when before this game he was looking decent. You know, you can't blame him on the defense now. Now you just got to blame it on Cam Newton. Like, you just got to blame this one on Cam Newton. You got to show up for your division. You got to show up for your division games. How are you losing to Tampa Bay? Like, I don't. I don't know. The Saints lost to Tampa Bay. <laughs> with Ryan Fitzmagic, I don't know. Maybe, maybe when it would... comes to division games, they just—I don't know—something just kind of sparks inside of them. Who knows? Ugh, I tell you. But I will say this much: uh, you can always yeah. count on uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, Paul McCaff- in thirty-four fantasy points on DK yeah. Live. That was one hundred and six yards rushing, fifty-five yards receiving, and a receiving touchdown. So you cannot complain about those numbers from Mister McCaffrey. Um, so if you got him and you got him early, we talk about it every week. Good fucking job. Yeah, he was going second round, like, you know, most drafts this past, past before this year started. And some people were definitely questioning that, especially for people who are grabbing him in standard leagues. But, um, honestly, just been continually rolling. You know, he had a couple bad games early on and people thought, oh, McCaffrey's going to be a bust this time the third. And all of a sudden, kept on rolling. Kept Kabam. On rolling. Exactly. And I will say this too, guys, I know I was, uh, I lost AJ Green this week uh, indefinitely. It's done. AJ's gone. One player from this game that I will tell you to look out for, and I was actually texting Nick on Sunday, and I actually tweeted it out. Adam Humphreys is for real. Uh, this guy is somebody that if you've, if you've lost some wide receivers along the way, you're going to the playoffs now, get this guy on your bench, get him in your starting lineups, Get get him ready to go. Um, this week, I'm a little bit weary on him as far as just going up against the Saints because the Saints are big mad right now. Um, I think this defense is going to show up big in Tampa. But uh, Adam Humphreys, he, right in the red zone, Winston's loving him right now. Uh, he had 19 fantasy points, 61 yards receiving, one touchdown, nine targets for the guy. So he's definitely somebody you need to keep on your radar, somebody you can uh, get in stash if he hasn't already been picked up. I highly recommend grabbing him. Uh, Adam Humphreys is at least averaging over 
five over five and a half catches yards and a score in the last three games. Like incredible. Yeah, he's doing well. He's doing really well. Um, so a little bit, yeah. So that game, I mean, we all kind of know how that one ended up, but we, we didn't see it coming with Tampa Bay beating Carolina 24 to 17. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and just hang the chain on Carolina and, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, they wave their pirate flags onto new land are back to what they think is new land, but saints are going to ravage them. So that's what I'm hoping for anyway. So, you know, there we go. (laughs) Um, the, my stat route player of the week. Uh, is the, going into this next game. Uh, this was a very intense game, went into overtime. I think it was the only game that actually went into overtime this week. Uh, the Giants against the Bears. The Giants came up with a surprising win. But the player, Sarah Player of the Week, goes to Tariq Cohen this week. Uh, Tariq balled out. So happy that I drafted him this year, and I can say that I was a Tariq Cohen believer. Uh, 37 fantasy points on DK Live. 30 rushing yards. 156 receiving yards, and the dude threw a touchdown. Threw a touchdown to Miller, Anthony Miller. Okay, this dude balled out. Even though the Giants did beat Chicago, um, they were at home. It is what it is. It helped out the Saints for sure. As my little Saints fandom comes out there, did help out the Saints. Um, (laughs) But I will say that. Don't get used to Chicago doing this. I think Trubisky should be back in the lineup. I think they realize how much of an asset he is to that team with his uh, scrambling ability that he has and just how he can kind of get the ball around a little bit more. Chase Daniels is Chase Daniels. And, you know, you can't expect to have him in long term. You know, I have him in a uh, in one of my Madden franchise leagues as my backup to Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, you know, he's doing great because I built him that way. But this isn't Madden. <laughs> Uh, this is real life, and this is real Chase Daniels. So, yeah, I mean, um, I know on the other side of the ball, you got to talk about your boy Saquon Barkley, though. Oh, yeah, Saquon Barkley. <laughs> the frog. For real, though, he, he, he definitely balled again. And, um, you know, honestly, like, you know, there was some people that definitely doubted Barkley and his ability. And, you know, I first did that at first before they drafted him, the Giants drafted him. But this guy, he just does it all. You know what I'm saying? Like he's able to run between the tackles, you know what I'm saying? Able to get to the edge and just get that burst going. And he catches the ball at the backfield. He's just literally an ultimate weapon. This week he did it on the ground, 125 yards on the ground. Um, you know, not so much receiving, but, you know, they, the Giants got it done somehow. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, the Bears, I mean, even though the Giants aren't going to, like, you know, go to postseason, they're at least making things, at least paying spoilers to some of these teams. Yeah, they're they're in reverse tank is what I like to call. They've realized that they, they, they should be tanking, but they're like, nah, we don't want to do that. And it just seems like every year this Giants team can kind of do that with some of these upsets that they will pull. So it's always really uh, fun to watch those. But I know that this week they're going to be going to Washington. And with with what happened, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that later, but I think the Giants actually have a, another good shot this week um, with uh, with what's going on. And we'll get to the Monday night game for sure. But uh, but yeah, Saquon is a frog. Um, you should definitely uh, definitely be looking out for him if you're getting into a dynasty league next year. Grab him because I know he's going to be going in the first round everywhere. Because even though he didn't have one of his best days, he still racked up 20 fantasy points. Can't go wrong there. That's I mean, really, and, and OBJ too. OBJ with the touchdown throw, Sterling Shepard. He he's back at it again, man. 
crazy. Yeah, OBJ, OBJ, you know, he's had a couple games where he's flashed his brilliance, and it just seems like in those games he's also throwing touchdowns. So, I don't know, 2019, OBJ, quarterback, New York Giants, let's keep, let's keep, the, keep the door open. You never know. <laughs> um, another, another, some more quarterback news going into this next one. Uh, Josh Allen, I think he's worth a pickup now after watching and seeing what he did against the Miami Dolphins in their loss this week to the Dolphins. And I know that you were, you were kind of picking fun, calling him my boy uh, earlier when we were talking before the show. He's uh, I definitely want to say he's Buffalo's boy and Buffalo may just have them a franchise quarterback. You know, I think um, I still want to see it a little bit more. Only reason why is because you just want to like, – he's throwing the ball pretty effectively, you know. And, you know, first things you got to see when you're seeing Josh, uh, Josh Allen is, you know, the way he's commanding the, this offense. And he's making some guys as receivers, you know, he's getting comfortable with some of the younger guys. They actually – the Buffalo Bills just released um, Andre Holmes and Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, he's going to Popeyes to get his biscuit. So, he's coming back as a tight end. It's confirmed. Yeah. You know, uh, I always thought Calvin Benjamin was overrated anyway. But that being said, I mean, Zay Jones caught two touchdowns this past week. And Zay Jones has been all, a guy these last two years that people have been trying to tout that this guy's the next this, the next that. And maybe Josh Allen get the most of him. So, I mean, I, I still want – it's still a work in progress for Josh Allen, I think, overall. Um, so the Buffalo defense is still pretty solid. It just I just want to see a little bit more out of Josh Allen before I call him, like, you know, one of the better QBs of this class. Right. And I mean, I feel that too. I mean, uh, I know other than him, I think the other top fantasy scorer in that game was Ryan Tannehill. So, I mean, it was just kind of all quarterback um, out of that entire matchup. But when I'm looking at this guy, what I'm thinking about, no, I'm sorry, Zay Jones actually with 24 fantasy points. Uh, so good for Zay. He's not doing, um, he's not doing bath salts anymore and jumping out of windows. He's, he's gotten back on the fantasy track. Um, so Josh is just, I, I truthfully will say this guys with all confidence, if your quarterback depth is weak and you need somebody going into the playoffs, uh, his matchup is matchups are decently favorable. I would say, I mean, I wouldn't say they're like the best, but at the same time, I mean, they've got the jets this week, so that's a plus. So keep that in mind. Keep that in the back of your heads. It still was kind of a vomit game, but great for fantasy production out of Josh Allen. So kudos to him. Um, Now, you might not be with me on this one all the way, um, but I'm ready to go ahead and say that the Colts are not going to make the playoffs. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You agree? All right, great. We agree. I mean, look, like they put up zero points against the Jaguars, and – that that was the vomit game of the week. That <laughs> yeah. was your vomit game I mean, of the week. Either that was defensive show from the Jags. They either woke up or they just both sucked. Well, really yeah, bad. I mean, look. I mean, luck threw the ball 52 times. You couldn't get one in the end zone. I mean, it's just – I just. I mean, I get the Jaguars are still – they have a lot of great talent on this defense. Don't get me wrong. But – for a team that was – it just didn't seem like this team was ready, that came out ready to play. Um, didn't feel like they had something to play for in this because they definitely did, especially for the last wild card spot in my, in my prediction. Um, really think they, they're, they're, off the, they're off the pony on this one because I feel like now in the AFC, now they're really fighting for that last spot. Um, they could have been fighting for that fifth 
that fifth spot in the wild card, but now they're literally fighting for that last spot. Yeah, and and I mean at this point, you also have to understand that that I'm pretty sure that the uh, the jet that was just kind of a who what fooled you game for the Jags defense because they've been so yeah. horrible. I don't see them just pulling themselves all back together like, yeah, you can be hyped up off this win. But ultimately, like Andrew Luck, he just did not show up to play. Um, it's very disappointing and it's disheartening to see a quarterback of his caliber not be able to get one in the end zone with all the, the targets, you know, the, the, the throws that he had in that one. So um, there's, they definitely got to get something figured out. I mean, it could have been the atmosphere. It could have been, you know, the the fat guy in the pool, like rubbing his nipples and Andrew Luggage just got him like off, like he couldn't figure it out. Like, I don't really know what else to say about it. I'm just really upset because you just expect more out of a quarterback like this. But I know going going in, we have another AFC South uh, matchup on Thursday night, um, and it's going to be between the Jaguars and the Titans. And I, I don't I don't know if the Jaguars are going to be able to pull it off again because the Titans they're they're coming off of a of a garbage win against the Jets, but but you have to give it to them. I mean, they fought back and they got back in it. Um, and the Nashville's hot. The Nashville crowd's hot. A lot of country music's going to be playing. I don't think people in Jacksonville like country music, uh, so. You know, you got to watch out for that one, too. So that's uh, something to look out for coming up next week. But, yeah, uh, Colts are done. Uh, you know, good job of the Jags. 17 fantasy points on their defense. Um, the defense, they if you started them, if – do you think anybody started the Jags I feel defense some this people week? did in desperation. If especially – it's just not a defense you'd just be able to drop, especially if you're in a deeper league. Um, it's always those desperate guys. I mean – it's just what you did, the hand you've been dealt with sometimes when you draft a defense that high. That's why I tell people never, ever draft a defense in like the last three or four rounds. Like, ever. Like, Don't ever. do it. Like, it's just, it just one, it's just something that you could easily pick up off the waiver wire and just play the matchups. Also, like, yeah, because you, you'll find out who's going to be right. Good. It's just, so, so that's a little bit of the fantasy dropping from there. Um, and then some more AFC South going to uh, another game that um, – and I want to apologize. It's my time to give my oh apologies. <laughs> um, last week last week on the Fastest Fantasy Rundown and on the podcast itself, I said that the Browns were going to snap the Texans' win streak. Um, that is and, – and, and, and let me tell you, I really genuinely thought it could happen. I thought this Browns team was going to be on fire. I thought they were going to go in here. And then I realized that the Texans were wearing their color rough <laughs> jerseys. And they looked fierce. And when I saw them, as soon as they came out on that field, I lost all hope. I said, mm it's Boy. over. I said, Texans are going to win. I said, I messed up. Um, so apologies for that. I did have some starts in there that I said you should do, um, and they didn't really work out too well. Um, but I will say the Texans are for real. This is definitely a playoff contending team now. Um, I'm excited to get to see them go into the playoffs now. And and another thing you have to keep in mind too, and I've been hearing this everywhere this week, their owner passed away. Yeah. George 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 H. W. Bush, RIP, he passed away recently, a couple days ago. Um, so all that kind of came together. JJ Watt's healthy. So it's almost like it's destiny for them to like to keep winning now. 
And so when stuff like that happens, like, you know, we had the Tom Benson, you know, Tom Benson passed away for the Saints and we've been on a roll. When, when, a, when a very influential person like that passes away, it's like you have this like this chip on your shoulder or something you're going to play for heavy. They got two very powerful people that died that loved the Texans. So that's like two ghosts, like the ghost of, of their owner and the ghost of George Bush is now like like angels in the, in the end zone style like the part two of angels in the outfield that you never wanted to watch. Like they're, they're just like rolling with the team all the way down the field. I wouldn't be surprised to see Deandre Hopkins fly into the end zone uh, next <laughs> week. Um, so, I mean, you, cause you, I mean, you never know, man. So definitely start him because he's going to have, he's going to have two angels with him and I will gladly flap my wings for Deandre Hopkins next week. Cause uh, they've got a, they've got a pretty tasty matchup. I'm not going to lie. I know that looking, looking at it right now, I want to say that they're playing the the Colts. Yeah, so I mean it's another AFC South. A lot of AFC South action. Yep. I think there's a lot of divisional action happening this week too, by the way. But yeah, Texans are real. Um and I just heard that Deontay Foreman has I been pulled off the physically unable to perform perform yep. list. So he's there. Even though Lamar Miller's been hot. I love Lamar Miller this year, man. He's been he's been doing some things. Like that I Lamar Miller guy. Just Lamar Miller is just, eh. Every time we, every time he's in conversation, eh. <laughs> he didn't draft him. That's why. No, he just doesn't. <laughs> I got him in my fourteen team. I wasn't gonna draft him in like the fourth round. Like I just, it just wasn't. He was no. He just wasn't doing it for me. Just, mm. I got him in the sixth, I think, in the in my fourteen teamer. No, I got him in the fourth. It's fourteen teamer. They were going fast. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but hey, I made the, I made the playoffs in that hey. league, and I got money on the line, so I'm happy there. Um, all right, so the biggest breaking news. Uh, moving on from that, we're going to NFC North. Biggest breaking news of the week. A uh, couple people, I, everybody's kind of suspected it was going to happen, but uh, the Green Bay Packers fired Coach Finally, oh, yes. Uh, so it's time for something new going on there, and I mean so. With all the speculation and everything happening, I mean, like, I wasn't with you when all this happened. What was going through your mind when you finally saw this? Finally. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh. Yeah. Like, finally. This, this this move should have happened, like, three years ago. Maybe even five years ago. Because Mike McCarthy, like, just the way he uses his running backs is just terrible. Like, you remember when Cheeseburger Eddie, Eddie Lacy – was playing for the team. I just mm-hmm. didn't understand why I give this guy the ball. He sucks. And then, like, over the last few seasons, it's been like, you know, it's been, you've had a, a talent in Aaron Jones who has, like, there was, a, there was a statistic that was being followed around that Aaron Jones was like a, every time he got the ball was like averaging the most carries out of anyone else in the league. And you're not even giving your best, ta- like, best talent from a running back standpoint the ball. Like, you're still giving the ball to Ty Montgomery to Jamal Williams, to all these, like, these guys that don't matter, <laughs> the ball. And I just didn't understand, like, I didn't understand that. And the way Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, you, you could just tell their chemistry was off. And you could just definitely tell how just the aura of their of that whole, like, team and then defensively they weren't getting any answers because everybody kept like, getting hurt. You know, it's like they went through a slew of, like, injuries and people going out back and forth and, you know, it doesn't give an excuse to the Packers defense. I mean, the Packers team in general, um, a pass this year at all. Um, but, you know, you should definitely bring in a different head coach because this, this move has been overdue. Uh, for sure. And I'll say this. All right. Here's my take on everything that happened leading up to the Mike McCarthy firing. 
Okay, Aaron Rodgers in the locker room. He's got all the guys around. They know they're about to go play the Arizona Cardinals. Should have been a, uh, a you know chalk game. Uh, very easy win. Arizona sucks. Last in the league. Garbage. Um, he got them all together, and he said, all right, guys, this is our last chance. If we don't want to wait to the end of the season, we got to make this happen now. I want everybody to go out there and just play your worst. Play horrible. Don't even try to score. And everybody was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Aaron Jones, I mean, uh, Aaron Jones was getting all happy. Aaron Rodgers was getting that, that red glow in his eyes like he does when, when he gets a call from his mom. Um, and uh, he got out there on the field, and uh, they, they just tanked it because that is literally what everybody said. They said if they, they lost this Arizona team, and that's what, that's what drove the nail through the board, it's done. Like, you, you're done, get out. And so now they, you know, they got their, uh, their OCs taken over. Um, I think that Green Bay is going to be a whole new team coming out this week. Uh, Fantasy Stoner said it. I'm saying it. It's, this is Aaron Jones' game all the way against this Falcons. Uh, we saw what the Ravens did to this team. I think that this Packers team is going to have new life coming into this week. They're going to be still be in Lambeau. Falcons are visiting. This Packers team is going to destroy the Falcons this week. It's it's happening. It's coming. Start Aaron Jones. Start Devontae Adams. I mean, you were going to start him anyway. Um, you know, but this is going to be a but free for all. This is going to be the interim head coach right now. Neuro C, correct? Yeah. Guess who that is? Joel I don't have his name Philbin. in front of me. I'm not going to lie. Philbin. Philbin. I've heard Do his you name. Remember when the last time we saw Joe Philbin? As a head coach. No. Come on. Really? Miami. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Before Gase. Before Gase. That shows you how much I used to pay attention to Miami. <laughs> so, Pretty wild. I, I mean, start them all, yes. But let's not get so excited. Like, you know, like Joe Philbin is, is going to be, like, you know, making miracles happen and stuff like that. I don't think Joe Philbin's going to be making miracles happen. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be making – this is going to be like a LeBron move. Aaron Rodgers is going to command this entire team. Like, it's coming. Like, I'm telling you, this is going to be like some LeBron shit for the rest of the year. Aaron Rodgers is going to take over this. He's going to tell Philly, he's going to say, sit down, let me work. Let me do my thing. I'm telling you, I'm calling it like I see it. We'll just see what happens. We'll try to tamper expectations. But, yeah, obviously Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you know, he's going to have free reigns over whatever he wants. He's going to swing a stick around and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, go ahead. And, uh, yeah, sorry, all your green man. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, LeBron of the NFL. Um, some more some more news. Some more news we got to get into. Um, Malcolm Brown uh, has a clavicle injury. And if you're not sure who that is, uh, you definitely will know who he backs up, and that is Mr. Todd Gurley of the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, so the Rams beat the Lions. Uh, the game wasn't, like, all that exciting, to be honest, um, even though Todd Gurley did have a hell of a day. 34 fantasy points, 132 rushing yards, 33 receiving, and two rushing touchdowns. Rams beat the Lions 30-16. to um, Jared Goff, you know, he was, he was terrible. Um, I started him this week and it was a huge mistake. Um, but who, you know, you never really know. He was ice cold, man. He, he threw one touchdown for like 207 passing yards, man. And then he had like had the negative two rushing yards. That didn't help. He had the fumble, um, and he threw an interception. So Jared Goff didn't have the hottest day, but normally when, when Todd Gurley has a hot day, Jared Goff does not. So 
that's just kind of the uh, the normal feel that you get from it. But this Rams team is just that's just how they're balanced, and you're not sure kind of what's going to happen. I know Robert Woods was the guy uh, for for Mr. Golf uh, hitting the golf balls out there in Motown. <laughs> Um, and he wasn't doing too great either, but, um, but yeah, Malcolm Brown's out. So, um, one guy you want to look at now is Mr. John Kelly. And, and I believe, you know, you know, a little bit about Mr. Sure Kelly do. and, uh, so tell him, tell him. So the John, him. the John, John Kelly kid, man, he has a heck of a spark score. Um, and really like, I loved everything about John Kelly. I think he was really a, a complete back. And if Todd Gurley were ever to go down, I think John Kelly can really fit the bill for this Rams team if that were to ever happen. So if you're a Todd Gurley owner, I'd have him just in case. So definitely look into that because you not know you don't know. I, I don't think Sean McVay is going to make the mistake of benching his players like he did last year. I think he's going to let them play through. Because that kind of screwed them up, you know. They were in the wild card last year against uh, the Falcons, correct? And um, and that kind of brought them down. So definitely, uh, definitely don't think that's going to happen again. But you never know what could happen. Keep him there. Make sure he's somewhere on your bench if you have the space. And I know that the uh, the Rams actually are going to have themselves a uh, a fun little matchup this week. Want to say that we're looking at. Uh, I'm wasting time because my eyes suck. Uh, <laughs> the the Bears they're on Sunday night. They're on Sunday night this week. So, uh, Bears coming off of a loss. We're back in Soldier Field. This is going to be a bloodbath. I'm excited for that game. Just looking at both of those teams that just that just fills me with joy. We're really going to get to see these two cutting edge coaches battle it down for the grit. That's going to be a hell of a fantasy game. So definitely be looking for John Kelly. And uh, on the, you know, on the Detroit side of the ball, there's really not a whole lot you can talk about. Um, it was just kind of a very slow-paced game. I mean, did you get anything? Did you take away anything different from I'm that? Sorry, which game again? Talking about Detroit and the Rams this past week. Did you take anything? Did, did you take anything at all away from want, this, this Detroit you gotta, team? You got to take away the Rams. You know, they were. They were really slow to start the game, so um, you know, I, especially Todd Gurley. You know, so I, I really felt that this was like a bounce back spot for Todd Gurley, and that proved to be you know true in the second half. But the Rams definitely started this game off slow ish in my in my mind. It was just a slow paced game. Yeah, it yeah. was. You know, just Detroit like they just bleed bled the ball out. You know, like Legarrette Blunt was you know just like taking carries, and Detroit was like doing all these massively long drives for almost like no reason. <laughs> and, um, yeah. You know, so I mean, just, yeah, like, like you said, the pace was like slow in this game, but you know, obviously the Rams got it done eventually, you know, second half, they obviously turned some things up, took advantage of some different matchups and ultimately, you know, shut down, you know, Kenny Galladay, who I thought. Yeah. Kenny Galladay, I feel for Kenny, Kenny Galladay owners, man. They got a touchdown rob yeah. from them. It was so it was. close, so close in the back of that end zone. And and I know that hurts. And and for for all you Kenny G owners out there, look, just keep playing your saxophone. Things are going to be okay. He's going to come back. I think he's going to have a pretty great game. I'll talk a little bit more about that in the rundown. But um, I have I have a little bit to 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 toot my own horn. No pun intended, Kenny G. Um, so getting getting into this uh, Titans Jets yeah. game. We really, that we started talking about this was we don't got, this, we don't got to this, talk about this game. Let's move on. 
<laughs> we got to talk about like, for some deeper leagues, like, you know, Corey Davis, he made some magic happen in the end. Marcus Mariota didn't have that bad of a fantasy day at all, actually. Um, I wrote a little piece of him on Roto Baller. Um, you know, he had 22 fantasy points. He did have the interception, but he did throw two touchdowns. So you can't cross him off just yet. Um, and he's just so in and out. He's not consistent. He's not reliable. And he's got a Jaguars defense that was either playing fierce or just mistaken to all of America uh, coming up on Thursday. So I really don't know what to take from this game. I'll have a little bit to say about it in a little bit. But it was just a horrible game. The Jets are horrible. Uh, don't don't play anybody from the Jets. Just remember that, guys. And um, But, yeah, Corey Davis, I mean, he's looking like he might can make some magic happen. We all remember what he did in that uh, – in that playoff game against the Patriots last year, he had a big fantasy night. So uh, definitely something play, playoff Corey might be coming back. We don't know. We'll see. Only time will tell, man. Only time will tell the Titans, you know, they have, a, right. they have, a, they have a, it's not the best matchup for Corey Davis coming up for the playoff, but I mean, all it takes is a touchdown, right? <laughs> yeah. And John, John U. Smith's there too. I mean, so he's somebody that's for tight end that's filled in and he's, Doing a decent job. Well, Taiwan um, Taylor is and, uh, the person we should really be talking about because this guy, he you know, definitely Mar- has. Mar- Mariota missed this guy, Taiwan Taylor, like twice. You know what I'm saying? He had a lot of targets. Like, you know what I'm saying? Against the Jets. So, missed a couple of alarm bombs that should have been touchdowns to Taylor. But, you know, Marcus Mariota stinking up the joint again. So, yeah, Taiwan Ty- Taylor is definitely going to be your deep ball guy. He's your deep threat cat there in Tennessee. I think he had 104 receiving yards, uh, five targets, three receptions. So, I mean, obviously he's getting a little bit more comfortable with his arm because I think he got so much criticism. And this is the thing is like I, I've, I've been saying all year the Titans were a dark horse team. And if, you know, if they can if they can do something against this Jaguars team tomorrow, then maybe I'm not wrong. But I think that Marcus has took into some criticism out there that he just does not want to throw the ball long. He's just a check down quarterback, and there's nothing more that we hate than just a normal check down system quarterback. <coughs> Tom Brady, <coughs> Tom Brady. <coughs> um, so that's uh, definitely something to look into. And maybe he's getting a little more confidence with slinging that ball. So definitely, uh, so, some of the Titans wide receivers keep your eyes on him, and we'll see what happens. As far as the running backs, Derrick Henry got in the end zone, but uh, you never really know who you can count on in that backfield. So. <laughs> Um, it could be Deion Lewis this week, and I'm pretty confident it's going to be Deion. It's going to be the guy that leads in rushing this week. So, um, big, More big news. More big news. Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to talk a little bit about the game in Oakland, but we have to cover the shitty, <laughs> shitty situation <laughs> with Kareem Hunt. Oh, my gosh, yo. This guy. All right, Damn. Kareem. I, I got, I got yeah, one thing, one to, thing say. to say. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> um, for one, all right. So for one, it's never right to hit a woman. Never right to lay your hands on a woman. For two, you had all these dudes there trying to tell you stop, stop what you're doing, think about what you're doing. They had these dudes that were like snatching phones out of people's hands. They they knew what was going on. Either Kareem it's just a, he's a, he's, I don't even want to defend him because he just, it's just a horrible, horrible situation. Never do that. It doesn't make it right. And the fact that this happened in February and he's now apologizing for it means that he's not sorry that he did it. He's sorry. He got caught. 
and he lied to his team, his organization, and all of you people out there that are talking about how, who cares, I need him in fantasy, you're the reason why we get a bad rap and why people have no respect for fantasy football players. And they, 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 it's because of comments like that, because those are the ones that go viral. Those are the ones that people see. And, and that's the shit that gives us a bad rap. So fuck you, dude, that said that about Kareem Hunt. He deserves everything that he got. And if you're smart enough, you know to get Spencer Ware, Spencer Ware off the waiver. And if you haven't got him now, you're done. He's gone. Uh, Williams is another guy, and they just got Charcandrick West back. So that's your backfield. Is now that he's clear waivers, what, not which team should he be on next? What about how long? The Washington, they, n- the Washington Native no, Americans, no, 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 probably. About, like, how long should his suspension be now? Because now we report it's six games, right? He's on the exempt, yep. exempt list, and it's six games, I think. Yep, for next so season. we're hearing now that he's um, apparently the you know, according to ESPN's Dan Gra- uh, Grazi- Graziano, um, he's reporting that you know, now the NFL is looking into a few other off field incidents that is you know, pertaining to Kareem Hunt, so. Yeah, they got to get the investigation. I mean, do you have anything that you want to say about this? Because I mean, just honestly, overall, I mean, it's stupid as fuck. <laughs> like, you are an yeah. idiot because honestly, uh, it's not like you don't have a girl or a few other girls there with you that can handle that broad, right? <laughs> it's like, and if you were going to at least whoop someone's ass and you were gonna, knew you were going to get in trouble for it, be suspended for it, whatever, you better make sure it's worth it. <laughs> like, Make sure it's a dude too, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) And let's be real, okay? Let's be let's put it all out there. If you are going to make a stupid ass mistake, you better make sure that this person or whatever you're beating up or whatever, like, you know, you better make sure that it's worth it at least. Like, you know, I mean, like all this for all this, like all that that come on, if we're watching the video, honestly, right? For eyes to look at the video, because look, look, watching the video and then looking at social media is a little bit different. Because honestly, what I took from it was that the video wasn't all so like, okay, yes, put his hands on her, yes, kicked her. I'm not, I'm not, now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying here and standing up for this guy's actions, this piece of shit, it's actions. But what I'm saying is that all the words that are starting to come out, uh, he brutalized her and this, then the third, it's like, no, like, you know, well, the media is going to drag it out to make oh, it more of an interesting story, but we all saw the video. He kicked her. He did. He, look, he, even, he, his temper, he his temper got him. Strong kick. It's like, dude, if you're going to kick someone, kick him. Doesn't matter. It was a kick. <laughs> kick him, it doesn't matter. It was a kick. <laughs> You you don't do that. You you you're you're an NFL player. You're getting paid a lot of money. You got to be mentally tough on and off the field, and you've got to know when to walk away. Sometimes we love football, man, and I'm not saying that we don't. But sometimes it goes back to you know the profession of you know football players are violent and this and third whatever, um, you know everything and then they're off the field and it's like you know if they ever showed that you know I'm not it's a guy on girl. I'm saying like if it was a guy on guy situation whatever, it's like oh you could. You know, what if someone you'll stand up for himself and now, now you're gonna brutalize like oh he just like with the I'll I'll bring this up a few years back with Darrell Revis when um you know someone had jumped him and everything and it's like you know he's like of course he's violent someone attacked him. <laughs> you know. Um right, in this yeah. situation like you're just an idiot because you could easily have someone else. If you if someone was really, like really like bothering you like that, whatever, someone let someone else be the fall person. Why are you the person, the star of the entourage? 
taking the fall, like or doing all this dumb right. shit. Like it doesn't make any sense. But it all but it all boils down to this. If you're out looking for trouble, you're gonna find it. And you know, there's all kinds of other details that were in the story that I'm not going to get into. If you want to check that out, they're all over the web now. Go do it. But b- bottom line, <clears throat> you don't don't hit or lightly kick. It doesn't matter. It was a kick. You don't you don't do that. It doesn't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I have no respect for him. I have no respect for people that do that. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. On to NFL news now. I am fully ready to say Patrick Mahomes should be the MVP of the league. And I say that because of his spectacular performance that he put on against the Oakland Raiders. Now, I know it's the the Oakland Raiders, whatever. 33 fantasy points, 295 passing yards, and four touchdowns. Kid's a goldmine. Kid's a magician. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a fantastic day. Tyreek Hill didn't get much love. I think that's going to change this week. Uh, in their matchup, so I wouldn't really fret that one. I mean, they got the Ravens, even though the Ravens are supposed to be this you know, top physical defense. I don't think they're ready for what the Kansas City offense is going to give to them. So you got to keep that in mind as well. But, uh, I, you know, for I'm, I'm a huge Drew Brees fan, but I'm ready to say it. Patrick Mahomes, man, he, he's got to be the MVP guy. <sighs> yep, yep, I got to agree. <laughs> got to agree on that. Yeah. So Raiders, like Mahomes is on pace for five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns. It's like guys really been on fire all year long, literally. Total insanity. Total insanity. I've never gotten to witness something this spectacular in my lifetime. So it's really awesome to see it happening, unfolding in two thousand eighteen. What a great year it's been. Shout out to twenty eighteen. You're cooking up some yeah, magic, even in the later purposes. parts. For everything else, yeah, twenty eighteen has been awesome. Yeah, two K eighteen. Twenty nineteen will be better. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So uh, some some other news uh, that just kind of happening and developing. CJ Anderson is headed to Oakland. Um, he's going to be there in the what, backfield what with. Uh, we move on though, because Mahomes. I don't think someone's ever had this happen. What I've had. Two six touchdown performances in one season. I'm not sure if we've ever seen like someone like for throwing purposes. I'm not sure if we've had that, and especially with that and a love for catch up. I don't think that combination's ever happened. The love catch up. Did you? He loves catch up, man. Loves Andy Reid's Waffle House. Um, so yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, on the other side of the ball, um. It just, I mean, it's, it's Oakland. It's Oakland. They're tank tank mode. Um, I, I don't even think John Gruden knows what tank mode is, but he's there. Uh, but Jordy Nelson surprised. Uh, he was on my bench in my 14-team man league this week. He had a pretty good outing. Um, and that just kind of comes with the territory of this, you know, the secondary that the Chiefs have. He had 97 receiving yards, 11 targets, 10 receptions. So good PPR day for Jordy. Um, and then Jared Cook, man, uh, Jared Cook's kind of, you know, having one of those games where he's showing out. We all kind of suspected that this was going to be something that happened. He got the touchdown, seven receptions with 100 yards receiving. So big day for Jared Cook, too. Um, you know, and it's just you, you got to play the matchup with the Oakland Raiders at this point because, I mean, if you know that they have a, a defense they can go up against, uh, it shouldn't be too bad. But then again, I don't know if I can say that because when they went up against the 49ers, they got shit pumped. So... I don't know. This is a tough one. Maybe they're having a little bit of bounce back. I'm not really sure. But with C.J. Anderson, I don't really, I don't really get it. Uh, Jalen Rashard is supposed to be like this, you know, this killer, this big trilla killer. 
for PPR purposes, and he just hasn't really done that that much. He's been decent, but I mean, what do you think about CJ Anderson coming to this I'm team? Just, Oakland's a mess. We know that they yeah. they they did this and they showed this by trading their best defensive player in Khalil Mack, and then for an all apart the system, <laughs> like what. What? What? (laughs) He probably was like, "What? What these? What are these dumbass plays that you're bringing to us here, John?" And he was probably like, "You want to get out of here? You you don't want to be a grinder for me? I'm gonna send you on to Chicago Town." He was like, "Good, let me go. Let me do it. Let me do my thing." And that's exactly how he wasn't a Gruden grinder. He wasn't somebody that everybody, you know, he didn't agree with what he said. He didn't want to run the Spider X Y. Spider X Y two banana. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. He didn't want to run it. But yeah, Oakland the Oakland Jets are doing well. Uh oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> the Oakland Jets. Uh all right, Seahawks. Seahawks are finding their way back into uh this playoff picture very, very well. Uh shit pumped forty niners. There was no revenge game for Richard Sherman. Uh he didn't really have anything going on for himself that you know, Nick Mullins, uh you know, even though he didn't have the the best – actually, no, I take that back. He had a great day. Nick Mullins, 26 fantasy points, 414 passing yards and two touchdowns. The kid didn't give up. Big ups for Nick. Big ups for Big Dick Nick. Good oh, job. thanks, man. appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not you. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Haven't, haven't gotten that far. Haven't gotten that far, man. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, they, they had <laughs> – Yeah, I did say your name. I have to, I have to remember that next time. Thanks. Not you. I was talking about talking about Nick Mullins, man. Yeah. <laughs> talking about Nick Mullins, but uh, yeah, Dante Pettis really uh, did some work, so he's definitely somebody you need to be looking at if he's out there on your waiver wires. Nick Mullins is connecting with the rookie. Uh, 129 receiving yards, seven targets, two touchdowns. That's a well, good he, fantasy he's day right University there, guys. Washington, so that's why he probably had the big game. You know, out in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, out there. So I mean, you know, he he had to do his thing. He had uh, what is it? Who who's it? Leach is the coach out there. Is that is that something about right? Mike Leach, so. Washington Wildcats. Yeah, the one that always talks about crazy stuff at the podium. I love that guy. Yeah, so I mean, so he comes from a great place. He's got a very creative mind. Um, so Dante Pettis, check him out. He's around. Um, had a really big day, and but the Seahawks, man, they just they outplayed him. Russell Wilson. There's really not much you can do there. I know that uh, Jerron Brown, 21 fantasy points. Uh, there's a name you probably haven't heard about a lot. Uh, so he's somebody that, you know, I, but Russell's out there just slinging this ball to anyone and everyone who's open. I know a lot of the uh, the more more uh, investors in Seattle, not DJ Moore, uh, they were a little disappointed this week. But, uh, but, you know, Tyler Lockett, you know, he had 13 fantasy points. He came back in it. But, I mean, this is playoff Seahawks. Pete Carroll, he's uh, he got a fresh pack of gum. He's pretty much. strong. Um <laughs> And uh, and that's how he's going to keep cutting. I mean, do you do you see anybody? I mean, do you think? Da- All right, so on 49ers in this game, I know it's 49ers Seahawks, but do you think Dante Pettis is is worth it going forward for anybody that's in need for wide receiver? I think if you're really desperate, you could definitely pick him up. I mean, we'll see if the production that could still flow his way. I mean, but honestly, besides, I mean, Marquis Goodwin. Let's just face it, has been a big bust for most of you guys out there. We're getting overhyped about him, trying to draft him in the fifth round, being all cute, like a little shiny toy, and now you're not playing with it anymore. You know, so Dante Pettis is definitely a guy that you, you'd like to have. But honestly, my boy George Kittle is the main 
beneficiary on this offense. So, um, but yeah, go ahead and pick up Dante Pettis. Main main beneficiary. He didn't he didn't really benefit a whole lot. I mean, he had 13 fantasy points. Not bad for a tight end. But uh, I, know, yeah, I think it was a lot of that was the PPR crapshoot all year, and I'm just glad that George Kittle was not like he's been. He's, I think he had like one bad game this season. Other than that, he's been really golden for anyone that drafted tight end me. Very true, very true, and he and for dynasty leagues too. You guys got a, a killer diamond in the rough. Uh, but everybody kind of figured George Kittle was going to be producing really heavily this year. So can't really uh, – I mean, I drafted him in a couple of leagues myself, so not too mad about that one. Um, the big game, Sunday night game, uh, the Chargers and the Steelers, um, I, won, I won some cash because I started, I started the Chargers defense nice. and as a no. captain in the captain no. showdown captain mode. <laughs> Started started Mr. Phillip Rivers, started Mr. Nice. Keenan Allen, um, started Antonio Brown, had had a really great one. Um, showdown captain modes are fun on DraftKings. I, I win a lot of my money with those, and uh, they're fun. And uh, if you know what you're doing and, and you, you have a really good, like, outlook on the game flow, you're going to do well. But as far as tournament leagues go, um, Chargers are on the up and up. If you grab your Chargers, uh, Mr. Jackson. I'm sorry for saying that Austin Eckler was going to do better than you last week in the Fast Fantasy Rundown. You, uh, you, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, but this was the only time, so uh, you know, shame on you. You fooled me. Uh, so I'm not going to even allow the shame on me to come. So uh, Josh Jackson's legit. He's a mustache. I, I picked him up in a couple of leagues before. Um, I didn't think that Justin Jackson was going to be that good. I just felt that. Anytime someone, anyone, any time you have two players that could possibly get some touches, if the other guy's available, because most cases in all my leagues, I think um, Austin Eckler is already on some people's benches because of you know him being the the primary backup to Melvin Gordon. I just went up and just grabbed Justin Jackson anywhere I can grab him, just in case something like last like Sunday night happened in which Justin Jackson got more touches, was more productive, and now it's going to be looking more like a, maybe a split backfield because Anthony Lynn, the Chargers head coach, is a former running backs coach. So that's his pedigree. So that being said, I knew that, had that knowledge in the back of my head, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll pick him up just in case he does split some carries with him. And then, something like I said, Justin Jackson looked awesome second half in that game. And, you know, look, moving forward, maybe he is the primary guy. So, yeah, definitely go grab Justin Jackson, put a waiver claim on him this week because especially if you have Melvin Gordon, you know, you're going to want to have the person that's going to have the most touches in that backfield. Very true. And then on the other side of the ball with the Steelers, another big uh, injury came up. Uh, James Connors looking like he's not going to be returning. It's time to go and grab Mr. Jalen Samuels. You got some insight on Mr. Jalen? I do. Uh, Samuels is a guy you should have probably already had in some of your leagues already because of James Conner leaving the week before early, um, earlier on, you know, in the, in the game against Denver and Jalen Samuels uh, came out and played some snaps as well. You should have had him at least on your radar, if anything else. But Jalen Samuels, honestly, if you were playing a Yahoo league, he's tight end eligible. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you don't see that often that at all. Tight end eligible. That's just nuts, man. So he he's definitely a must grab if he's tight end eligible as well, especially Yahoo leagues. Oh my gosh, that's a huge. 
We're talking killer flex killer right flex. here. No, it killer. literally is. We should call it killer flex because that is – This crazy. is not a weird flex, it's crazy, okay? That's not oh. – <laughs> yeah, Exactly. So, um, crazy game. Uh, Chargers are doing the thing. Um, they, they're making it rough. They're making it hard for these Steelers, man, and for the city of Pittsburgh. So, congrats to Sandy uh, – oh, there I go, San Diego. <laughs> Don't try congrats to – more than you think sometimes, too, for Mike. What what Stoner calls in the uh, the 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 San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles, so <laughs> or no the the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. So congrats to the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. Monday night game. Uh, quick recap. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on. You didn't really see much happening on this one with the Redskins side of the ball. But uh, Colt McCoy got injured. Mark Sanchez comes back, and, and we're all waiting for a butt and- fumble. Adrian Peterson, nine yards yeah. short. Like, what? talk about your boy AP. Crazy, Go man, ahead. You know, like AP, like for all, I was definitely wrong. I was not a guy on the AP wagon at first when he was playing. Because I mean, we we I still got it. Yeah, because not to say he didn't have it, but we wanted to give some. I wanted to give like young man AP yo. though. He didn't. We didn't know if he had young man Seriously, AP. In it's like man, like I was wrong about AP all year long, um, but I'm happy that he's come to you know relevance. So hey, you know what I'm saying sometimes you in fantasy football you're gonna take your shots and sometimes you you're gonna miss your shots and sometimes you're gonna nail them. So um, congrats to anyone that had AP this season, especially if there was like you could have been drafted to your RB four or five in like the eleventh round. <laughs> Um, late round gems, basically. So, <laughs> kudos to anyone. That's it. And and you know on that side of the ball, I mean, he's really one of the only guys you can trust in offense with Mark Sanchez. Do I have to say, good job, Mark Sanchez. You recovered yourself and redeemed yourself with the butt fumble recovery. So he had the butt recovery in this game. I don't know if he, a lot of you guys got to see it. It hit social media pretty quickly. <sighs> he uh, he fumbles the ball and then pulls it underneath his butt. So good job, Mark Sanchez, the guy, that guy in butts, man. Whew, something about it. But uh, the big news on this one, Eagles did take the W. Golden Tate finally had his breakout game. So big ups to Golden Tate. We've been waiting on this. I know everybody in Philly's been waiting to see what he was made of. He had a really great game as far as PPR purposes go. Um, you know, he wasn't up there like in the in the tippy top with everybody else, but I mean, he he showed that he's you know capable. He's twenty three fantasy points. He's he's capable of continuing on his his big numbers like this. Eighty five receiving yards, one touchdown, seven receptions. Golden Tate still alive and well in Philadelphia. So don't panic, Tate owners. You know it takes time to adjust, especially in a mid season type of trade. Um, you know, for any like type of player, like unless it's like a system they're really familiar with. And it took a little time for the Eagles to get Golden Tate acclimated, and now it's you know he's he's up and going. So I think Golden Tate is going to be someone solid decently. Maybe you could take advantage of a matchup or two, especially this week um, when they play Dallas. You know, Dallas slack corners. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> it can be truly yeah. Golden Tate. It's it's going to be tricky. So um, tricky and, just to, uh, tricky and it's, it's going to be tricky. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky. Like like white girls. Like it's tricky. Like run DMC, baby. All right, so I hope that you guys take a lot of that knowledge. You know, we recap in week thirteen, going through all some of the news and some of the big things that happened, some players to be looking out for. Definitely take all that into consideration. 
Um, if we miss anything, holler at us at Garage Guy Sports on Twitter. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, it's time for us now to go ahead and, uh, and wrap up. Before we can do that, we have to give you the Week 14 Fastest Fantasy Rundown. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we go to Nashville, Tennessee. We're starting off the Jaguars are coming in. They're coming in off a hot six-point lead victory. That's all they had because Andrew Luck didn't have anything. I'm really thinking that the Kettle Kessler is getting hot, hot, hot. He's going to overboil this week. Nothing's really going to happen because this Titans defense is going to make sure to shut him down real quick. The only hope that you have on the Jaguar side of the ball is to start the defense. If you got him, you got to start him. All on the Titans side of the ball, I think Deion Lewis is going to be singing his way in the end zone like Celine Dion Titanic song. Near, far, wherever you are. Touchdown, Deion Lewis. That's what I'm calling for this one. Giants, Redskins. Giants, Redskins, we got going on here. Is it going to be a big game for these Redskins, but do they have a functional quarterback to actually throw the ball? Uh, this offense has been awful all year, so what I expect of this team is that they go down and crashing like flames. Uh, man, I got to tell you, oh, boy, Mark Sanchez may throw five interceptions and have a donut on the sidelines. Meanwhile, for the Giants, we're going to have Eli Manning throw three touchdowns in his performance, and Saquon Barkley will catch a touchdown pass in this ball game. We're going to go Human to frog. the Saints Buccaneers. I'm going to take it from you because I know the Saints team is going to be right. It's a lot of come 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 Kamari Leon. He's going to be back in action this week. Expect Alvin Kamara to get all up in the end zone, all up in your face. He's going to be just throwing knives and swords and busting cannons out because that's what he does best. He's just pirate slayer. Big Pirate Slayer Alvin Kamara coming through. Buccaneer side of the ball. I don't think Jameis Winston's going to have that great of a week like everybody else says. The only thing that I can see, though, is possibly a camera break touchdown in the end zone, and maybe only one of them. Start your Saints. Patriots Dolphins. Patriots Dolphins we got going on here. I hear upset, 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 upset. Alert here. I'm going to take Miami to win this one at home against the Huh? Only because Tannehill has not thrown for over 300 yards and and all season this season, and he will do it against the New England Patriots. I am not sold on this defense whatsoever. You think Tom Brady lays an egg? I think the Dolphins get six sacks in this game. Now we're going to go to the Colts Texans. Colts Texans. Well, I'm looking at this Colts Texans game right here, and there's one thing that I know about is Andrew Luck's going to be riding on his high horse. But when you got the Texans coming in, they're riding on bulls, and bulls will trample a high horse any day. That's right. You heard it here first. The Houston Texans, they ain't going nowhere. They're going to claim the AFC South with this victory. They're going to wrap it up. Big, big shots to the end zone. We're going DeAndre Hopkins all the way. Like I told you before, he's going to be floating right in on the arms of the Angels. That's of George Bush and their owner that recently passed away. So look for D-Hop to be getting it hard. Cold side of the ball, I don't like anything really going. I think T.Y. Hilton gets in the end zone one time, so if you got T.Y., start him. That's all I got for that one. Going now to Ravens Chiefs. Ravens Chiefs, we got going on here is we got the Patrick Mahomes show coming back to KC, and we're going to see what's going to happen as this Ravens' tough defense going to go on the road to KC. I think Mahomes has his worst game of the season. You heard it here first, his worst game of the season against this tough Ravens defense. The Ravens make it all up in Mahomes' cookie. All up in his cookie. So we're gonna catch up on the cookie. We're gonna see what happens. He may not like ketchup and cookies, but that might be the combination after Sunday's game when the Ravens may pull up this upset against the Chiefs. On the Ravens side of the ball, Lamar Jackson looking nice. We'll see what happens if he starts. 
But overall, I like the Ravens' defense to a sack at least Mahomes four times in this contest, and the Chiefs still win by a field goal. Now we're going to go to the Jets-Bills. Jets-Bills, this could be your big vomit game of the week, but Josh Allen says no, says I. With his big arm rocket ship down into space, and he's going to bust all up in this Jets defensive line. That's right, Josh Allen's riding the Buffalo all the way into the end zone. And all I got to say for the Jets is bench your Jets. That's right, bench them all. There's no one to start because all the jet fuels ran out, and there's nobody home in East Rutherford. Next game we got Panthers-Browns. Packers-Browns, we've got going on here, and the Panthers have you got to hear this first must-win game for this Carolina Panthers. They fired most of their coordinators. They are looking like trash, and everyone's starting to laugh at them. They're looking, they're looking like the kid where we, where we go out and just, you know, the pants them every time when you're eight years old, and we just laugh at them. But they're going to pull off the win here because they must pull off this win if they're going to be going into the playoffs. For the Browns, Baker Mayfield looking decent. This team is looking nice. They'll keep things competitive. But overall, Carolina gets a slither win here at Cleveland. So the next game we are going to go to is the Bengals and Chargers. Bengals, Chargers. If there's one thing I know about electricity and cats is that cats don't like it too much. Be on the lookout for electric Justin Jackson. He's going to be coming hot, hot, hot because I'm not going to let him fool me again. That's right. Keenan Allen. Definitely got to give him the start just because this Bengals defense and their secondary is so, so horrible. You just can't do anything about it. And on the Bengals side of the ball, I'm starting Hugh Jackson's pain. That's right. Hugh Jackson's pain gets the start this week in Cincinnati because there's nothing that hurts worse than leaving one team in Ohio and going to another one and do the same damn thing. Next game, Steelers Raiders. Steelers Raiders, we got going on here is the Steelers. They are in another team that's in must-win mode. Big Ben to A.B., Big Ben to A.B., and more. Big Ben to A.B. as we see two touchdowns from Big Ben to A.B. in this contest because the Raiders' defense can't even stop a nosebleed, let alone be a great talent evaluator. Uh, for the Ravens, Raiders' side of the ball, they're going to be more despicable, more disgusting, more smellier than their garbage outside. Uh, the Raiders are a stinking pile of doggy doo-doo in Oakland. So... Next game we're going to go to is the Eagles and Cowboys. I know when a Cowboy comes riding in hard, he's not really usually hauling the Eagle on his side, but that's what's going to happen. This this Cowboys D-line is going to be dragging these Eagles all over the field. I think Nelson Aguilar is going to be the only guy that ends up with a TD on the receiving side of the ball. And I think Josh Adams is going to have him a really nice day because he's going to be able to find those holes and those gaps because that's what he does. Adams in the hole. Adams in the hole. Touchdown, Josh Adams. To be on the lookout for Mr. Adams. Also, on the Cowboys side of the ball, it's really not that hard. You just look for your guys that ride high. That's Dak and Zeke. Get these guys in your lineup. Start them because the star boys are going to be stargazing for greener pastures, out to galaxies, and other shit like Johnny Cash used to talk about. Next game, we got Falcons, Packers. Falcons, Packers, we got going on here. Ooh, Nelly. Ooh, Nelly. And ooh, Nelly. Are the Packers? Finally going to see some offense as Mike McCarthy, fat-ass motherfucker, has been fired by their franchise. <laughs> so that being said, it's going to be the A-Rod show. And I said the A-Aaron Rodgers, A-A-Aaron Rodgers show for the Green Bay Packers as they get a win at home against this Falcons team on the Falcons side. More Matt Ryan looking more disgusting, looking more like he should be taking out the Falcons for a date instead of be doing this game because he will get pummeled. He's going to be eating dirt in Green Bay, in the cold weather, outside the dome that we cut for Atlanta. And ultimately, Atlanta going down in flames just like their season. Next game we got is the Rams and the Bears. 
Rams-Bears is going to be the big, big Sunday night game. You also have to look out for one simple fact on the Rams side of the ball. One thing you need to know, start your Rams. Just start them all. Start, start every one of your Rams. Uh, this has been a disclosure from uh, Los Angeles Rams, and so that Seth, uh, Sean McVay's, uh, Seth McVay's brother won't kill me um, tomorrow. So just keep that a secret, guys. But yeah, start your Rams. And Tariq Cohen, uh, got to look out for Tariq Cohen because he's throwing footballs. He's kicking footballs. He's running footballs. He's versatile as they come. Tariq Cohen gets the start in Soldier Field. I think this is going to be a close one, a real close one. But I think the Bears pull the upset. Yes, you heard it here first. The Bears pull the upset. Garage Guy Chase claims it, calls it. If I'm wrong, Seth McVay is probably still going to come find me in my sleep. Next game we got Broncos, 49ers. Broncos at the 49ers. And I just don't think this is going to be much of a contest. I mean, the Denver Broncos have been really just been on their, their, their game. And, you know, defensively, this team is going to rock the shit out of San Francisco, the 49ers. Nick Mullins is a bum. And guess what? The Broncos will come away, become seven and six, and become one step closer to their playoff relevancy for the AFC. And ultimately, the 49ers are terrible. Um, so the next game we're going to go to is the Monday night matchup between the Vikings and Seahawks. Go! Viking Seahawks, this one's going to be a real, real long trek into Valhalla because birds don't need boats. That's right, they fly. And this one team is trying to fly their way into a playoff spot. I think the Seahawks are going to be coming in hot. Russell Wilson's going to be scrambling all over the field. I always say to start Russell Wilson, and I'm not going to stop now. Start Russell Wilson. That's right, Tyler Lockett's getting in the end zone. I like that Lockett guy. Jerron Brown, possibly. But also be on the lookout for one sleeper. My big sleeper, Rashad Penny. That's right. You heard it first. I think Rashad Penny is going to get him a one, maybe two goal line touchdowns. But I definitely see one goal line touchdown coming for Rashad Penny. Be on the lookout for him. Viking side of the ball. It's the hooked on a Thielen always. You can't go wrong with him. Hooked on a Thielen for Adam Thielen. Make sure he's starting. If you don't have him, you're probably a loser. He's the only guy I like. Dalvin Cook, there's not going to be much cooking up in this kitchen. The Seahawks defense is going to be out for blood. They're going to send all the Vikings to Valhalla. Seahawks takes the Monday night game. Last game, backtracking. Probably the vomit game of the week, and you get to do it, Nick. That's right. Lions at Cardinals. <laughs> vomit everywhere. And we really need to talk about this game. I don't want to talk about this game. Anyway, we're going to go into it. We're going to go into it, and we are going to go into it. Ready, set, go. The Detroit Lions offense is a terrible and abysmal show. They have traded all their weapons besides one, Kenny Galladay. But Kenny Galladay will, you heard it here first, will score two touchdowns in this ball game against the Arizona Cardinals. Might even burn Patrick Peterson in this game. We, we're going to ultimately find out what's going to happen. The Lions defense will somehow, out of this puke show, be able to pull off a victory here away in Arizona. Oh, we're done. Boy. We're done. That was crazy. Yeah, don't tell anybody about Seth McVay, guys. <laughs> yeah, he's real. He's a real guy. He doesn't like me. All right, so that's all we got for you for the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Uh, it's playoff season. We'll say it again. We'll continue to say it more and more. Guys, be paying attention. Get that money. Get the bag. We're here for you. You can follow us on Twitter at Garage Guy Sports. Follow me at Garage Guy Chase on Twitter. Also, Garage Guy Chase on Instagram. Nick, where can they follow you? So you guys can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Wilcox 25. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Nick.Wilcox underscore. Feel free to follow your boy. Follow us. We about to get it. And we hope that you guys enjoyed this awesome, awesome 
show. Very much so. And before we go as well, if you like the NBA and you play fantasy basketball, check yeah. out Nick's podcast, the GGFS Hoops. And you can follow it at GGFS Hoops on Twitter as well. We're always posting funny stuff for the NBA on there. <laughs> Nick's, uh, Nick's on his third episode now. Things are going awesome. Uh, we just did an episode. I, I, I wrapped up the episode for Nick the other night. Uh, Nick, fantastic job. Uh, guys, you, you have to check out the GGFS Hoops podcast if you've ever thought about getting into fantasy basketball um, or just like the NBA in general. Be sure to give it a follow. Check out Nick's work. Um, episode three is out right now on Spotify and Google Podcasts. It's quickly going to be coming to Apple, uh, so keep an eye out for that. But uh, other than that, guys, thanks for everything. It's been fun. Nick, you got any last words? Last words. I mean, you guys, just we appreciate all the content you guys be spewing. I get questions from some of you guys and about uh, fancy basketball or fancy football. And um, just appreciate the love and appreciate every single one of y'all for continuing to tune into our stuff. And um, as we grow bigger, you know, we got more surprises coming for you guys, especially for 2019. So definitely, definitely, and definitely follow the GGFS hoops on Twitter to make sure you guys are staying up to speed. Hells yeah. Get ready for some football week 14, guys. Sports, party, repeat.